Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is David. Well, I got a podcast here I'm going to talk to you about, and it's going to be walking the right way. Many of us have ways of walking in life. We think that our walk is perfect sometimes. Sometimes we know that our walk is not perfect, but we don't know what to do. I'm going to be talking about breaking addictions, breaking the cycles, talking about the different things and how God looks at it and the law of good and evil. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to get right into it, and hopefully you share this podcast. Hopefully you put it on your site, your Facebook, and share it. You click that share button, and you put it out there. Copy and paste the URL, and put it out there. Folks, we need you to share this word. All of my sermons that I have been putting on, all of my talks, please take some time and share them with your friends. Share them. If you don't want to share them with friends, just put them on your Facebook and let it get out there, and let God just reach out and touch somebody. Folks, time is getting short. The day is getting shorter and the time that the lord's going to come back is very soon so let's get this word out there let's spread this gospel to all corners of the world and let's be a part of it as the body of christ working together as a team i love you all and with that get get ready get your popcorn get your water your tea your coffee and sit right back for a great talk about walking the right way god bless Hey, everybody out in podcast land, it's me, David, coming at you with a new podcast. Well, I hope everybody is refreshed, happy, doing well today in the name of Jesus, Um, having all your dreams coming true, all your prosperity happening, all your families unified, and everybody with a big smile on their face. If not, well, let's talk. That's what we're all about. Let's talk about this. So, I believe since the 1960s, maybe a little earlier, I think after World War II would be a good way to start. After World War II in the 1940s, maybe around 1946, 47, America and the rest of the world were very happy. Happiness was everywhere. Unity, smiles, prosperity, growth of every sort you can think of. People were coming up with all kinds of ingenuity, ideas, working together. Churches were humming. Everything was just happy. And then slowly, as all that's happening, people behind the scenes started masking plans for the masses. Now, many of you might not even know this. As a matter of fact, I I don't think that none of you probably really know this, unless you stay up with... uh, Lots of knowledge. It takes lots and lots of knowledge and studying to get through the pollution that is all around us that they call knowledge. Remember, folks, in the very beginning, remember the first tree, the knowledge of good and evil? It had two points to learn from, good and evil, out of one tree. So I don't know if every branch, the fruit would have good and evil in each one of the fruits, or... If you could visibly see one fruit that would be for good and one fruit that would be for evil, I do not know. As a spiritual sense, it probably wouldn't even show up on the physical and it would, you wouldn't know what you were getting until after you ate it. And you probably got ideas that worked in both avenues and you always had a choice to take whatever invention or whatever idea you have 
to the good side or to the evil side. And I lean towards that, folks. I really lean towards that. I think everything has the potential for good and evil. I think everything we do. I th- let's let's just break this down and think about this for a second. Let's say that you start off to have a family. That family has the potential to go in the good direction or the evil direction. Let's say you start a church. You start a church as one man. You go and you reap a harvest. You bring people in. And you as a leader have a choice to bring that church into good territory or evil territory. To teach good things or evil things. You could actually learn one part of the Bible that you could twist for evil. Or you could find out what the good points are. So what I'm saying is everything has the potential for good and evil. Everything. You even have this in your heart. Every day your heart wakes up with you. And it gets choices given to it. Sometimes you don't give it enough information to make good choices. So it takes whatever it has at that moment and makes decisions. And you go along with it. You either take the good path or the evil path. You either say no to sin sometimes or you say, yeah, it's okay to sin. You say no to addictions or you say, yeah, it's okay. It's not going to hurt me. I'm only going to do it once, twice. It's not going to get a hold of me. And every time you say that, years now pass, and you don't even realize it, that you, you've been addicted to something that has you in a vice. And so instead of giving it up and fighting the fight because it gets too hard, you start to justify it. And people do this all the time. I see people in my life all around me doing this, and I try to tell them. And instead of siding with me or with what's right in that addictions will kill you, Addictions will eat your life up. Addictions will take your money. Addictions will sow discord in your family. Addictions will destroy you as a person. And ultimately, you might not believe this, but your addictions actually separate you from God. Now, I know there's people out there that still do works of God that are addicted to stuff. And they still quote things in the Bible and they still use those things. Now, how come it still works for them? Well, it works for anybody. You don't have any special powers because you can quote scripture anybody can do that and scripture works for itself it doesn't need you to work scripture works for itself folks now it's not a big revelation that you go and say hey i'm going to try this today what jesus says and it works and then you say oh it has to be because i'm part of it if i wasn't part of it it would have never worked now that's false teaching right there folks and you've been believing a lie if you believe that Because the disciples this one time, I'll tell you a story. Jesus sent out some disciples. He gave them the power to tread over serpents, to heal, to cast out demons, to do all that stuff. And he said, listen, go out and do these things and then report back to me. And so when they came back, they were excited and said, wow, even the spirits are subject to us, Lord. And he says, don't be excited about that, but be excited that your name is written in the book of life. Now, I know people that will sit and tell you the same story over and over. You'll see them. You might, you might know these people on your job. They come to you and they tell you the same story over and over. You'll be sitting there talking. You finally talk to somebody on break or something. And they're telling you the same story. And you've heard it 20, 30 times. They told you the same story over. And they get mad at you every time you try to slow it down, calm them down, tell them you already heard it. But then they will not listen to you. They, will, they want to keep telling you it over and over. You ever ask yourself why they do that? I know that person doesn't care. 
Because if they did, they wouldn't keep doing it. Sometimes that's a nervous tick. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's just ignorance. But sometimes people just do it to fill time. And instead of learning new things or trying to talk and cultivate a relationship in a new way, they go back to what they know works in their life and they repeat it over and over. Thus wasting your time, their time, buffeting themselves to be puffed up. And they can say they're not, but they are if they're doing it over and over and they do not want to change. And let's get back to addictions real quick because addictions are very blinding to people. The people that are addicted don't see anything. They're blind. They might know that what they're doing is wrong. They might know that they have to quit, but it doesn't matter what you tell them because they're blind. They have to see. They have to want to change. They have to have the eyes of the Lord in their heart because think of it this way. If you're addicted to crack, let's say crack or cocaine or some very bad drug, anything, you know, drinking, smoking, anything like that. And as you're doing those things, you start to justify your life. Jesus is okay with this. I ask for forgiveness today. Jesus is okay with this. And you start speaking for God. You don't know what God thinks. You don't even have a clue what he's going to do on judgment day. You don't know it. Just because you're doing things for God doesn't give you a break. You better take every, if you're addicted to something, and I try telling people this in my studies, in my Bible study courses, when I teach people, because this is what I've done in my life. When you're addicted to something and you come to God, you better do everything you can to break those addictions and get away. If you are going to preach the truth of God, you need to get away from all addictions. Why? Because you're going to be preaching people freedom to get away from stuff. And if you can't break it and you're telling people about the power of God and you can't even experience it for yourself, what are you preaching? You're preaching a falsehood because you can't even use it for yourself to access it. But then you say, I've tried it many times. I've tried to quit and I can't quit. So God's just okay with it. He even sends people in my life that are doing the same thing. So it's justified. It's okay. So now you bring people in that are doing the same thing. And now you have groups of people that are doing the same thing and you justify it before God. God does not allow that stuff, folks. God is not okay with that. If you are no longer convicted when you're doing an addiction, then you better get on your knees, fall on your face, and start praying that God would convict you again, afresh, anew. Before you start preaching to anybody else, condemning anybody, I don't care what part of the Bible you think you can preach to people, if you can't get a hold of addictions on yourself, you have no business until you break that addiction yourself. And I know this is hard teaching, but God doesn't want you out there wasting his and everyone else's time if you're playing folly. That's folly. That's foolishness. God is not foolish. God doesn't play foolish things. Now, I know what sin is, and I know what sin be bound with sin is. And it, our God breaks that. He breaks sin. He breaks addictions. He breaks the yoke of that. Who saddles you with addictions? Satan. Satan does that. Now, this is the problem with people nowadays in the day and age we are in. If they don't like what you're saying, they go find people that will say things that are okay with them, that they can agree on. Like they're the arbitrary person that can say, I agree with what you're saying, so you are right. And then they look at you and say, you are wrong. You're not preaching what I like. It's convicting me, so I'm going to leave. I don't want to be around you. And I know these kind of people. I've been around them my whole life. Listen, you know how long I've walked alone with Jesus? It's not a popular thing to be with Jesus. It's a very hard thing. I've been called a hardliner. I've been called a radical. 
I've been called by radicals by people that were very close to me before. Why? Because I preach the truth and I don't waver. I don't waver to the left or right. And I've stayed the same way from the beginning. I'm not changed, but I've watched many people around me change or justify things that they're doing to the expense of others and the walk of God. And why do I preach this way? Because I want to see the best come out of you. I want to see your best, and God wants to see your best. There is the best potential in you, but if you're addicted to something, you can, you're never going to reach it. You're always going to be bound. And it's a doorway that Satan has into your life that he has access to, and he will keep using it over and over. Now, why would God want his child to be cornered by the enemy, to be beat up by the enemy because of an addiction? Why? God doesn't want that. Now let's 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 move the corner real quick. Let's take a corner here. And let's talk about joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, folks. How many times do you go through a day and you start off, let's say you start off with the happiness. You start off smiling. You pray, you sit down on your knees and you pray. You talk to the Lord. You do everything you're supposed to, and before too long, trouble starts to show up in your life. Something starts to break. Something starts to happen. Maybe your spouse starts to argue with you. Something starts to happen, and it shifts you from the narrative that you were working with of being positive, finding joy and happiness, and doing the will of the Lord. And next thing you know, you are angry. You are beaten. Feels like you've lost the battle. Feels like the enemy has just taken over your life. Now, why is that, folks? Think about that for a minute. Why does that happen? Well, I'll tell you what the Lord taught me. Apostle Paul said something in the Bible. He says, I find a law in my member. When I go to do good, evil is present. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of sin? He says there's a law. When you go to do good, evil is present. That means if you get up today and you decide to do something good, doesn't matter who you're doing the good for, just plain out good. When you plan to do something good, evil shows up to thwart that, to stop it, to hinder you, to do all those things that are contrary to what is good. You have an adversary, folks. We have an adversary. So, and he catches you off guard. I don't care how much you plan to know. I don't care how much you think you know. But when you, do, when you go to do something good, evil's present. Now, Apostle Paul was one of the uh, pinnacles of our, of our disciples and our apostles in the Bible. Very good example. One of the chief cornerstones besides Jesus. He was the man that helped us form the writings for the church. He gave the letters to the church, to the people, to me and you, to brothers and sisters, to the body of Christ. And he had a plan and he worked the plan and God used him. And the very beginning of Acts, right when he was blinded, if you didn't know this, but it says right after he received his sight, because he was fasting, he went and got baptized and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he went and ate. So you see what he did. He said, this thing is so great that I have with God. This is so great. And we're talking about a guy that was killing Christians, that was evil, that was doing very bad things. The, the very first thing he did was separate from this world, said, I, I'm stop eating, I'm done. I, and that means he's breaking all addictions, folks. That's what that means. That means when he says, I push away from this world, 
When I separate myself from this world, I'm breaking all addictions. God is so important and the things of God are so important. I'm not going to be addicted to anything on this world. Think about that. And then he went and got baptized in Jesus' name and was filled with the Holy Spirit. So, and we know the rest. Apostle Paul was a great man, did great things. This man now later in the Bible tells us that when he goes to do good, evil is present. He finds a law. Now, this explains why as a Christian, as a good person, as any anything you do that is good is hindered because there's a law. It's, it's the same law that is like this. You're driving along and you decide to do 50 miles an hour and it's a 25 in a school zone. A cop is sitting there. He decided to sit there that day. And you, hustling and bustling, drive right by him and the blue and red lights come on and he pulls you over. And he says, hey, let me see your license, registration, you know, the task. And you try to get out of it. Hey, man, I'm in a hurry. I got to do this. And he says, I don't care what you're doing. Did you see that sign? He broke the law. And now you have to pay the ticket. You have to pay the fine. Why do I tell you all this? Because that's a law. That's a law. And when you're caught breaking the law, what happens? You have to pay the piper, so to speak. You have to pay the fine. So Paul says, I find a law. When I go to do good, evil is present. So there's a law, just like the law of not speeding in a school zone or speeding in a zone that says 25 and you can't do 50 or 30 or 26, you'll break the law. And what happens? You have to pay the piper. And so this is what Paul's saying that there's a law. What's attached to your goodness is evil. Back to the very beginning, folks, the tree of good and evil tree of knowledge of good and evil the very beginning remember when i first started talking to you a little while ago i talked to you about the tree that had the fruit you have a choice to do good and evil well let's see this law works it as you go to do good as you're doing good a choice emerges a choice emerges to do evil to have evil thoughts to be frustrated to be hurt to be broken evilness there's evil with good. Something about them to go together, good and evil. They go together. It's the opposites, polar opposites. It's just like a magnet. A magnet doesn't work unless there's polar opposites, a negative and a positive. This world works on this, folks, the balance of good and evil. Your life works on that. Why do you think I'm talking so much about addictions? Because when you merge yourself with evil and you say it's okay to do evil things, and you claim to be good, you're not good. You're evil. You're doing evil things. Now, don't take what I'm saying out of context. You're still a Christian. You're still, you're still doing things for God. But what quality of person are you? What kind of person are you? What kind of person? Do you walk circumspectly? Do you look at the way you walk? Do you look at the way you talk? Do you examine yourself? I know you examine everyone else. We all do. We examine everybody. We always compare ourselves with other people. We always are doing that. We're always looking at other people saying, look at that person. They don't believe my way. They don't believe the same way. They don't do what the Bible says. This person's either lost or saved by my account. I start to judge them and I look them up and down and I say, this person is that. This person is this. They don't meet my standards. Blah, blah, blah. You know the story. We all do this. We do it throughout the day. It might not be a religious things, but you do it throughout the day. You're always doing something contrary to God's word somewhere. That doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. 
That just means you got to do something better with your walk with God. You better, you better shape up. You better, you better change the way you're walking because that's the, what, that's what makes us Christians because we're always looking at what part we can fix, what part we can adjust to make ourselves godly. That would make our God smile. That would make him happy to put his name on us. Do you know that you're branded with his name? Do you know you walk around and you're, you're in the name of Jesus? So you're promoting him. What kind of person are you? What kind of, what kind of advertisement are you? Are you saying it's okay to do this? What kind of person smokes crack and walks around and talks about Jesus without breaking that cycle of addiction? What kind of person drinks beer, walks around bragging about going to the bars and then says, I'm a Christian. What kind of person does those things? Folks, think about it. Just think about what kind of person are you? Okay. Let's cut this thing short. I've been blabbering along for a long time, folks. I appreciate my sponsors out there. I appreciate all my friends and family out there. I want to say I love you guys. And I know that God is going to help you. If you pray before you start off on these tasks that I'm talking about, if you examine yourself and you start to look yourself up and down and say, okay, where do I need help, God? He will reveal it. And some of us already know. Some of us already know, but we've already passed that and said, nope, I'm bigger, I'm better. I don't need to do that. It's below me. God's okay. I've already made a deal with God. I can keep sinning. It's okay to sin. Or you just make make things up and say, whatever I'm doing is not sin no more because you've, you've adjusted that. Whatever it is, take what I'm saying and become a better Christian for God. Why not? Doesn't God deserve it? Doesn't God deserve your best? How are you going to walk before God and say, listen, God, I couldn't do it. I couldn't try hard enough for you. I could do hard enough for all these other people. I can work six days a week, five days a week. I can do whatever my wife or husband says. I can go and do fishing, hunting, whatever. I can do all that to the best of my ability. But for you, God, no, you just have to accept what I have. Think about that. And I'm going to leave you with that thought. And God bless. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I hope it touched your heart and just like in the opening, please share this. I need you to share this with as many people as you can. Let's get this word out. Let's work together. And right now I just want to pray with you. I want to pray that we break any addictions, that we can get a hold of Jesus and he can touch our heart and open our eyes so we can walk better and we can be better Christians and we can fulfill the word of God together. So let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send your power of the word across these airwaves to anyone listening to break the cycles of addiction, to open eyes, to give the ideas, and to break illusions of what's going on in their life. Speak to them in a mighty way. Let the rivers flow. Let them flow into their life, out of their bellies, and break all cycles of addiction. Everything from their youth from as a child, from anything that's happened to cause these addictions, we break it now. From as a teenager, anything that would start these addictions, we break it now. As adults, anything hurt, pain, distress, anything that would cause addictions, we break that now. And right now, even as older people, we break that cycle of addiction. And right now, it has no more hold. Generational curses are broke. And we pray now. And Lord, we lift our hearts up to you and we ask you to help us walk the right way. Help us to as we speak to others to live what we're speaking 
Help us to be truthful with integrity in our secret times to live this Christian life to the fullest. We love you, Jesus. We dedicate ourselves, our bodies to you. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless, guys. Remember, walk the right way. You walk with Jesus and everything's going to be okay. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed.